I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're starting a study of Ephesians today. So today is episode 606. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Let's read the passage. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul's introductory salutation to his letter to the church at Ephesus. Paul is in Rome. He's there for the two-year prison time under house arrest. And during that time, he writes four letters that we know of. Philemon, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philippians. And it seems that Philemon, Colossians, and Ephesians were all written essentially at the same time and carried by Tychicus that he left Rome with these three letters, went to Ephesus, dropped off the letter to the Ephesians, then went on to Colossae, where he delivered the letter to the Colossians and the letter to Philemon. It was probably sometime later during that two-year imprisonment that he wrote Philippians. So, written at the same time, there's a lot of similarities with the letter to the Colossians. Significant differences, too, but uh, many of the same Subjects are addressed and some of the same language is used. So sometimes people say, if you want commentary on Ephesians, look to Colossians. If you want commentary on Colossians, look to Ephesians. He was dealing with a specific problem in Colossae. He's not dealing with a big problem in Ephesus. He's just trying to give them a letter of encouragement and to lift them up. Paul had a long history with the Ephesian church at the end of his second missionary journey, he left Greece, went back to the Asia mainland where Ephesus is, paused in Ephesus, not for a long period of time, but left Aquila and Priscilla there. It was there that they encountered Apollos, straightened out his theology because he uh, had not heard the full gospel yet. Then Apollos went on to Corinth to minister there. Paul then set out on his third missionary journey, and one of the first places he goes is Ephesus. And he spends two years there. We read out in Acts chapter 19. And what we see is just some incredible goings on in Ephesus. We see the Holy Spirit doing some really great work there. So in Acts chapter 19, first we read is Paul encountering some disciples of John the Baptist. They hadn't heard the full gospel yet. Paul explains the full gospel. They receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19, starting with verse 8, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, arguing and persuading them about the kingdom of God. When some became hardened and would not believe, slandering the way in front of the crowd, he withdrew from them, taking the disciples and conducted discussions every day in the lecture hall of Tyrannius. This went on for two years so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. That's significant right there. All the residents of Asia. Now, this is just Paul using some hyperbole, but the whole point there is that the word spread. For two years, Paul's teaching about the gospel at the lecture hall of Tyrannus, and people are being sent out into the surrounding areas. And we have surmised that That's how Epaphras heard the gospel and took the gospel to Colossae. Colossae is about 100 miles from Ephesus. And so many churches were started in many communities 
in the area of Asia during this time period when the Word of God is just spreading. Going on then, uh, Acts 19, verse 11, God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands, so that even face cloths or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them. And so we see these uh, itinerant Jewish exorcists trying to cast out evil spirits by using the name of the God that Paul follows. And of course, they're not believers themselves, and they get into trouble, and the evil spirit beats them up. Verse 17, when this became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. And many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices, while many of those who had practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone. So they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the word of the Lord spread and prevailed. So we see things just going great in Ephesus at this point in time. Now, this is Acts 19, which is probably the year 52, maybe. Now, Paul writing this letter to the church in Ephesus is maybe the year 60, 61. So eight to 10 years after that. So a lot can happen in eight to ten years, but it doesn't seem that there's a great problem in Ephesus. It seems like a healthy church, and Paul's writing this letter to lift them up. So let's dive into it. Chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will. This is Paul just introducing himself. And when he says, an apostle of Christ Jesus, he means apostle as the office of apostle. Because remember, apostle can be used two ways. One, it can be used essentially to mean missionary. The other mean someone directly, personally appointed by God to be God's representative. And that's where he's referring to himself. There's no capital letters in this, but there would be a capital A on apostle here, referring to the point that he was personally appointed by Christ on the road to Damascus. And address it to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus. Well, saints means Christians, believers. The word literally means holy ones. Actually, it's an adjective, but used by itself. It serves the purpose as a noun. The holies, the holy ones. Well, who are the holy ones? Those who have been forgiven of their sin by God and pronounced justified pronounced holy. Those are the holy ones. So the saints are the believers, the followers of Christ in Christ Jesus at Ephesus. There's a debate because there are several early manuscripts which do not say at Ephesus. And so some think maybe that was added later, but I think the best explanation is there were copies of this made and circulated to other churches, and perhaps they took Ephesus out of it. Because he talks about how he knows how they're doing. If it was just a generic letter to Christians at large, he couldn't speak personally about that as far as knowing how they're doing. So most scholars and commentators believe, no, it really is to the Ephesians, but some of the early copies of it, they took the reference to Ephesus off of it. So it's a letter from Paul, the apostle, to the Christians at Ephesus. 
verse 2, he says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's just a standard greeting that he uses all the time. But the words do have meaning. Grace, here he's basically referring to the, the state of being in God's favor, being in the grace of God. And peace is the assurance of reconciliation with God, because prior to reconciliation, we're enemies of God. But when we're reconciled through Christ, adopted by God, justified by faith, we're now at peace with God. And that's where those come from. Grace and peace from God. We receive this grace and peace from God. And it brings us into a state of grace and peace with God. So this is the beginning of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. As with many of his letters, the first part is kind of a theology. Then the second part is an application of that theology to life. He's not dealing with any big problems or heresies or fights that are going on. He's really encouraging the church to be the church and recognize what it means to be in a relationship with God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.